write this movie? Because you can't go to the stars? What? What? Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) boys and girls. Everyone outside and in between. Welcome back. Welcome back. I hate when you do it. You do it just to annoy me. And it I, started just because I like that awkward pause, that like, and you hear like a something crack, like a wood like yeah. crack. But now I do it just to annoy you. Oh God! I, it's anyway, Sam. Yes. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Were those Oscar parties too hard? I didn't Vanity go to Fair? any Oscar parties. I did. I I flew all the way to the to the, the other West side. Coast. Of, you, you flew just so we we finished recording and everything at like one in the morning. So you flew from New York to L.A. And partied it And up. partied at the parties that were somehow still going when you got there. Yeah. That that you managed stole to her, her, uh, Someone stole her Oscar? Was it you? <laughs> Look what I have. Air. Anyway. So um, so, today. Today, today. Today. Uh, no. Boom. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. One of the most horrible movies weirdly, ever made. This the entire like thing about it. I, I I mean like the greatest showman. This is the greatest show, Sam. So oh hey, yes. I, I'm ruined a tradition. How was your week? Have, <laughs> did, have we done that yet? How no, was your week? So. Just my t- week was fine. Fine. Yeah, we had a snow day on Wednesday, which was nice. Yes, it was very, watched, very cold. It was all right. Canadian. Uh, I watched all of Dear White People. That was fun. It was very good. I'm excited and worried for the second season. Ah. Because my issue with it is the dialogue. Uh-huh. And usually in the second season, sometimes they fix it, and sometimes it just gets worse. Or they just stay the course. Or they just stick yeah. with it, and I'm kind of... I don't know. You know How was your week? It was all right. Yeah. <laughs> it was all right, yeah. But whoa! Sad. I hate it. <laughs> um, no. Every night I lie in bed. It's even worse. A million dreams is all it's gonna take. Finish it. Finish I'm it. I'm not gonna finish it. Finish I it. No. Deliver us. Finish it. <laughs> Spider-Man. Anyway, uh, oh boy, we need to do that soon. Um, no, we don't. Oh, we will. No, we uh, don't. Greatest Showman. Sam? Yeah. What'd you think? I hated it. Oh. Again. Again. Yes, this is... Uh, Can I tell the story of when we first saw it? Because I, I, I like was, that story. Yeah. Do you want to tell it? Yeah, yeah. you tell it. Okay, so, and I'll just chime in. <laughs> so it was... Like right after Christmas. Is right before did I go home for Christmas? No, my mother came here for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. So it was I like came, right I left after Christmas. You're right. Yeah. It's before Christmas. This was before Christmas. Yeah, this was before Christmas. When did you when did you Because I left. Right, because you came back on New Year's. Exactly. Right, right, right. So it was right exactly. before Christmas. Uh me and Andrew, we were gonna go see a movie. Yeah. There wasn't was really Jumanji. anything out. So we were like, let's go see Jumanji. But Andrew was working, so we were going to see the latest possible show. Uh, It was at like midnight or something. So we were like, yeah, let's go see Jumanji. Mm -hmm. Because why not? Exactly. I was like, yeah, it'll just be like a fun time with like me and my friend seeing a stupid movie. It was actually pretty good. (laughs) I never saw it, so I don't know. Because 
while I was standing in the lobby waiting for Andrew to come and give me my ticket to Jumanji, a pipe burst in, that in theater, the theater. A divide intervention. I don't know about that. <laughs> a pipe burst in the theater, and they just were like, you can't go see Jumanji. Yeah. Because there was water just pouring down. And I'm running around scene. trying to help and fix things. And I look at Sam, and he's like, okay, I really don't want to see Greatest Showman. It was either Greatest Showman or Father Figures, the old Wilson Ed Helms movie. He looks at me and says, I'd rather see that. And then I printed out two tickets to The Greatest Showman. It's true. And then I watched the first, like, t- 20 minutes by myself on oh, the back of the You watched theater. the first hour by yourself. I watched a lot of this movie by myself. And then Andrew showed up, and you were like, how do you like it? Wet. And I, I showed like, up wet, because I remember my, my yeah. jacket was just soaked. I was yeah. like, quick, 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 quick. Yeah. Uh, and you were like, how do you like it? And I was like, nah, it's not uh, good. Nah. And, and then, then we yeah. were like snickering and giggling at it for the yeah. rest of the movie, which was like, oh, that was fun. But the movie itself was just so bad. I don't hate it. I hate all. it a lot. Um, you've seen it. So this is your second time. I've, this is my twice. First time on the podcast. You've seen the movie twice. Yes. After we, yeah. I saw this three times and also I've walked in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. So Yeah. Working at that. Working at that movie theater. That movie. Yeah, I don't hate it. I It's cute. It's it's a, a cute movie. It's just a fun, turn-off-your-brain musical. Wow! <laughs> so, let's, so, let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk, talk about To it. me, the best part of this movie is... It's the, pretty. It's pretty. It the direction, really pretty. the cinematography... I think the direction is subpar. Well, not subpar, par. But uh, it is. It's I don't know. Par. Yeah. If I think about this in a critical way, I'm like, I mean, it's a it's a serviceable movie. That's my thing. I don't. I'm like, it's competently made. But the other part of my brain is like, yeah, every movie should be competently made. Yeah. <laughs> every thing, movie like should every movie be. should be fine. I don't. I just. So let's talk about it. The direction. Uh, I like it. I think, yes, I'm and p- talking to people about this movie. The direction and the cinematography, or not cinematography, the choreography with the dancing. Yeah. Two different things. Yes. It's two different things. Do people think that those are the yes, same Yes, they think, thing? oh, the dancing, it's so nice, the direction. I, he was so good. I was like, it's not the, that's not two the different director. things. And, and two probably different two different people. Yeah. Like, people. it could be the same person. Could be, but, but I don't think so. Probably two different people. But yeah, I think the direction is very, I don't know, it's Fine. very... It feels like everybody involved, the actors and the director, they were handed the script. And they were like, alright, let's make the best of it. And I think that's what they did. And I commend that. The thing is, I will say the they writings, all love it. Yeah. Like everyone and you can see it. it. You can see all their faces doing like, it. They love it. Really thinks it's just incredible. Which almost makes it worse for me. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's endearing. I think that's why a lot of people like it. That that part is so endearing. That like you can tell that everyone came to work every day with a smile on their face. Loved the people they worked with. But like, I'll just watch the nice guys if I want that. 
But there's no singing and dancing Wolverine. But there's Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe being fucking hilarious. Anyway, what, so what did you not like about the direction? It's There's just nothing interesting happening with it. I don't think there's any... There's nothing that interesting going on with the blocking of the characters. It's just kind of like... Whatever. It's what just do you there. mean blocking of the characters? Like the blocking? Like that literal like yeah, stand here. Like the stand literal there. actual blocking of it. This <laughs> is kind of boring. There's that's not a whole lot going on. That's you made a movie. People, yes. That's how, how you know when you're like, the blocking is even Like good. you aren't the even blocking. doing anything. Like it's just kind of, yeah, there it is. <laughs> I, w- I think the cinematography is, is, is good. You can't even say great. No, I can't. You, can't. you wanted to say good. great. You were like, good. I didn't want to say great. You know what you're like? You're like the critic in this movie. You're, you're exactly that. He's we'll a get great actor, him. so we'll get that's him. fine. So I, I just, the, it's just not doing anything that exciting. Like, it's just kind of there, and, and it's telling the story. And I think the, the thing that the movie does the best is it's like, it has interesting transitions of, of certain parts that yeah, I think look really nice. Very, very Danny Boyle. But, I mean, other than that, like, I don't, I don't have much... By like, there's a couple good things. There's this one part at the beginning where he's working in that office, and he sees the other office building, and then a graveyard. I want to lean over to you and say, "Ooh, metaphor." (laughs) Like again, and this is the director's. Sorry, sir, I don't know your name. This is his first movie. He did a commercial with Hugh Jackman in like Japan or something. And then Hugh Jackman was like, "Hey, do you want to come direct this movie?" Yeah, he was like. Yeah, my boy! <laughs> I just did a couple of uh, fist bumps for yeah, you. there it is. And I don't know, for this to be his first, his freshman attempt, hey, David Fincher can't say that. <laughs> Jordan Peele can say it. Yeah, he can. <laughs> yeah, he can. I'm not, I can't debate you. Exactly. But uh, I, I think this is, but not everyone's Jordan Peele. Um, but I'm just this, I think this is a very good especially that this is his first movie like we were saying with uh, Greta Ger- or I was saying with Greta Gerwin and Lady Bird and uh, Annihilation this doesn't stop me from seeing his next movie if I see something like from the director of The Greatest Showman I'd be like yeah yeah I'll see it you'll probably make me see it I'll probably make you see it yeah exactly Uh but yeah, I thought I thought it was. I disagree with the blocking. I feel like for his first time, there was a lot of there was a lot of walkie thing, walkie, walkie, walkie. Yeah, there was a lot of walkie things. There, there's a lot of strange things for. But like, it was his first time doing something that wasn't a commercial. It was very ambitious, and hey, I think yeah, good job. You shouldn't, you know, get any awards. Like, you did a solid job. Hopefully, next time, you'll be better. That's how I feel, at least. All right. <laughs> sure. All right. Cool. All, All right. right. So, let's talk about my boys and my girls. Let's talk about this cast. The leader, okay. the troop All right. master. All right. Let's, let's, we'll go down the list. Okay. All right, my, my boy, my before, boy, before, one of my favorite actors of all time. Before we get into anything, 
What? I just want, just <laughs> before what? we keep going down this rabbit hole of me shitting on this movie. Okay. And I'll I just want to, to I just want to say. Okay. All of these actors are very talented. Okay, hey! I think they're all great. There's no Not one. in this movie, necessarily. But in other things, great job. Good job. Very proud of you. Now I'm going to not like this movie for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> okay, fine. So, one of my favorite actors of all time. I love him. Zach Efron. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Zach Efron, he makes me feel weird things under my belt. <laughs> I mean, that's true for for, like for every, every person, person to live, yeah. yeah. They see, that boy is just like, oh my god, lord. Uh, he looks anyway, like a sculpture. He does look like a sculpture. We'll get to him. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that with him. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, his huge, this huge jacked man, and his huge acting. I, because... Here's I have a dilemma with this movie because uh-huh. I know I like it. I know a big reason why I like it is effort, but effort doesn't mean equal a good movie. Nope. You can tell. I said it earlier. You can tell that everyone's trying, especially Hugh Jackman. He produced it. He pushed this uh, project off the ground. He got everyone involved, and you can tell every second he is trying and he. He's putting his all. And seeing movies, we see movies all the time, and some actors are just there. Just there, getting paid, getting paid. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Not in everything. Uh, (laughs) uh, But I just really, I don't, I I really, I, I just, I feel bad because I'm like, I like him in it. But I see what you're probably about to say. I get it. But I get it. But, like, he's tried, and he's, like... He's trying very hard. But you know what else he tried really hard in? And delivered probably one of the best performances of his entire goddamn career? Less than a year ago? No, over a year ago. Over a year ago? Well, the same year that this goddamn movie came out. (laughs) The Hawk. Logan. Yes. It's hard to, like, know that he did Logan, and then he did this. They turned around and did this. Well, this actually was... This was supposed to come out last year, and they were just... Well, then he did this, and then he turned around and he did Logan. (laughs) Whatever. But, like, it's just, like, night and day. It just, like... Logan is, like, him him trying and Uh killing it. Killing every goddamn moment. That is such a good movie. Yes. It's ridiculous. And then to see him try. Like, just try. Uh huh. Just try. It just it's just rough. So again, you said you like all these actors. I do. I really so like all I these actors. Like this was their first time. Like, would you say if this is the first time you ever saw Hugh Jackman, is he a good actor? He's fine. He's fine. He's good. Uh huh. He has some pipes and yeah, he'll get through. All the singing is not very good in this movie, though. I think it is really. Oh, no. You also don't like Les Mis, right? Do you like his singing in Les Mis? I like his singing in Les Mis. Oh, I don't okay. like Les Mis because I don't like the way that the movie is done. I think that uh, I still like uh, the, the story. The yeah, I still like Les Mis. Uh-huh. I like Les Mis, just not the movie. I love that movie. One day more. I, just, I, can't, I don't want to watch an entire movie at 45 degrees. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't want to do it. It's cool. It's uh, not. It's, it's really cool. annoying. I like it. Uh, it's really annoying. Uh, Every time. I, I just want... Can you just show me someone's face without it being... 45 degrees angle. It's just you know, weird. Emotion. Anyway, this is not Les Mis it talk. It wasn't. <laughs> this is not Les Mis talk. 
Uh, but Hugh I my big problem, I was thinking about saying this at the end or the beginning, I'll say it now. Everyone, we talked about this the first time we saw it. Okay. Everyone feels like they're not acting in front of a camera. They're, they feel like they're acting on a stage. I disagree. Really? I yeah. feel like there's so many parts where I'm like, why are you... It, it feels like a lot of odd choices. A lot of... There, it does feel like a lot, of, a lot of odd choices, but it doesn't feel like stage odd choices. It feels like... To me, it felt like they were very aware that there was a camera there. Really? Yeah. Like, it was. they were overly aware that there was a camera around. If that makes sense to yeah, you. Elaborate. It, it doesn't seem to. Like... Trying to think of another movie that I could compare it to. <laughs> see, my thing. Did you see Jersey Boys? Yes. I uh, did. You like it? I do. I don't. I do I, like Jersey Boys. Uh, and I feel the same way with Jersey Boys, where I feel like it was the stage actors, except the one Tommy, the the scoundrel of the group. He's the only one because he came from Boardwalk Empire. And that was yeah. his big thing. Everyone else came from stage, and he could. You can see the different styles. That, and that's why I feel about this movie. But it's all the actors who most of them I've seen on film. I think that... I think I, it's weird. It's that I think big that, kind that of... That might be a direction, a direction thing speak then. speak to her like that. Like that. Like I think that might be a direction thing then. And not it might an be. actor thing. Because, because we've seen all these actors in other things. And they're really good. They, they know how to use the camera. They know how to work the camera. They know... Work the camera. They know how to like <laughs> act on camera um, and do it uh, really well. I think Zac Efron's great. I think Zendaya's great. I think Hugh Jackman, uh, fucking amazing. I, I haven't seen Michelle Williams in a whole lot of stuff, but she's good from what I've heard. <laughs> what else is she in that I'm not? Uh, that Blue I'm... Valentine, My Week with Marilyn, uh, Brokeback Mountain. Uh, Brokeback Mountain. She. That's that's how uh, she met uh, Heath Ledger. Uh, and they have a child, or ha- or yeah. have they have a child? Oh, I didn't together. know that. Yeah, a hot celebrity gossip. Yes, um, but speaking ago. about people who can work the camera, Zach Zachy boy. Oh, Zach Efron. Zach Efron. He's we're, great. We're both we're both straight men, right? Yeah. But by God, Zach He's Efron. So pretty. He is. He is sexy. Yeah. He is sexy. I. What does he do? I don't know. I really don't know. Because even, like, yeah, he has the abs. Even if he was fat, he's just a good-looking guy. He's just a good-looking dude. He's a good-looking person. You've seen, you've seen Neighbors, right? Yes. Like, what? There's this one point where he's going to Rosebirds and Seth Rogen's house. Yeah. He's like, hey, can you just please not call the cops? And he, like, does a whisper thing. He's like, shh. And he winks. Every time <laughs> I see that, I question my sexuality. Every time, I'm like, am I gay? Am I gay? Are you getting so just cool. for Zach Efron? Maybe him. He's kind of beating Chris Hemsworth. I used to say Chris Hemsworth, but like, but like Zach Efron. Zach Efron, especially fresh out of Greatest Showman, he is. Dear Lord, he's. I really want him to do more stuff that isn't shitty comedy. Yeah, I agree with that. Or like I want him to do like drama. great. Because he he has he I he's just I'm just waiting for his like. Because I feel like everyone's like, oh yeah, pretty boy Zac Efron. I'm waiting for... There's so, I'm much, waiting there's for so like, much more. I'm waiting for his like Mission Impossible. Yeah. Like when totally. he just like comes out of nowhere with something, we're all just like, oh, oh shit. Oh, fuck. I, I'm waiting for that too. 
Or like he, a yeah. Fight Club or something. You know what? If Fight Club was made now, he'd be a really good Tyler Durden. Really good Tyler Durden? He'd be a really good Tyler Durden. Yeah. I don't anyway. know. If he could, I don't know if he could. I don't know if I could see him doing the dark side of Tyler Durden, but like that, the first half of the of Fight Club, that like charming, like uh-huh. kind of just like there doing his own thing. Just being I think pretty. he could do I the dark he, side. I just haven't seen him do anything yeah. like that. So I, I would. I mean, if he could, that'd be great. He did this one indie movie called The Paperboy. That's pretty. It has Matthew McConaughey and uh, Nicole Kidman. I think I've heard it. of it. It's pretty. Yeah, it's all right. Uh... Anyway, welcome back. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I he's great. He's great, and I not don't hate best, this movie. But he's, but great. he's not that great. He's not that great in this no. movie. And this is why I'm talking about like, I've seen stage Dare actors speak to her that way. Exactly. I've seen. That's what I'm talking about. I've seen stage actors on Broadway give performances like this, and that's maybe why I'm like that kind of. Every time he comes in, hi. I don't know his name in the movie. It's not Bailey's. Uh, Barnum and Bailey's, the circus. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, I, it's like he, Corbin or something weird. What? Corbin? It's not, oh, yeah. It's, it's with a C. Yeah. It's not Corbin, but. No. Yeah. He, like, walks it. Hi, this. Hi. Oh, PT, you need to listen. They come to see you and your ideas. It's very just like. <laughs> It's very just, it feels like, it feels like an actor who's like, all right, I'm going to do this show and I'm going to go home and sleep. It feels like that. I've seen Doesn't Zac Efron exactly be good. against what you said earlier? It does. I phrased it wrong. I phrased it. <laughs> I phrased yeah, everyone, it everyone came into work. They were, had a smile on their face. They were ready to go. They loved what they were doing, I except for Zac Efron. I phrased it poorly. <laughs> it just feels like a stage act. It feels like... Just like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> how do I how do I want to phrase this? I don't know. Tell me where you want to go. Tell me why oh, Zach Efron is sexy. Tell me why. Give me the water he drinks. Tell me why. All right. Uh, <laughs> that was great. Thank you. Uh, it's just he he comes in and he's just very like he's too cool like he's like ah, Zach Zach boy I love you he kind of acts like like a really cool high schooler doing a musical like <laughs> like a guy like a like a like the kid we both did high schools in plays and whatnot we both did high schools in plays yes yes exactly <laughs> phrase that correctly. Um, <laughs> It feels like there's always that one guy who's like, I'm the best. I know I'm the best. Oh, I, oh I know that we, guy. Oh, that's how he... <laughs> like, he tried. He did. And I've seen him do great, amazing work. Uh, even in projects that aren't that bad. Are, aren't deemed good. High School Musical, looking at you. I love High School Musical. Uh, 17 again. I like 17 again. I don't remember 17 again. I, I was like thinking it. of it's it. It's like again. a weird, cute little... Like, yeah. It's not so. a good movie, but it's just cute. That's... Matthew Perry and I remember Zach his daughter wanted to to bang wanted to him. fuck him. Yeah, that's a thing. I mean, who wouldn't want to fuck Zac Efron? Let's be real. But anyway, yeah, it feels like that. Like Zac Efron was just every like. I don't know. He felt like the, the cool like, like you're not you're not like. I think he you took see the, like, the girl you like from Homeroom sitting in the third row, and you're like, yeah, 
hi, you, how dare you speak to her like that? <laughs> like, he's, like, so she could be like, oh, he's acting. Look at that. Sally, I might. <laughs> I have to <laughs> jerk him off at prom. Um, anyway. Uh, I never went to prom. My school didn't have prom. Really? Yeah. Prom was fun. I kind of wish we did. I wouldn't have had a, a date, but I think it would have been fun. Because um, I went to an arts high school, so I feel like it would have just been like... Artsy. We would have gotten so fucked yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. It would have been great. So That's probably why exactly. we and don't have it Brownies anymore. with LSD in it, yeah. Well, we wouldn't just leave those out. That's expensive. <laughs> anyway. It just be for us. The greatest show, man. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel. Zach Efron, how do you feel? I felt like I talked a lot. No, that's fine. I don't Zach, have Zach much Zach about Zach Efron that I haven't said already. Oh, so, well, don't sit here and just be like, "Yeah, he was bad. She was bad. He was bad." Like, what? I don't have I don't have a lot to say about it. I just think they were fine, like fine performances, kind of all around. All right. So I don't I don't I don't see what you're saying with the with the stage acting. I do think that some of the line delivery was weird. I think that. I think that all the problems that, that you've brought up about the acting have been direction problems, not actor problems, because I've seen all those actors do other things where they are not like that. But even, so, I don't know, with the with the direction part, I don't, because I was directing something earlier, I was even thinking it's like earlier this week, not earlier today, yesterday. just to clarify. I don't know why. Uh, where I'm like... Yeah, <laughs> With a director, I think we were, we were taught this, where I should say, hey, dial this down, dial this down. But that's still the actor's job to go like, okay, all right, so we'll do this for this scene. and Yeah. And so, like, I kind of agree with what you're saying with the director, but I also kind of don't. Because it's still the actor's job to... But if, but if, you, but if you have a universal problem with all of the actors in a thing, then... I have a funny feeling that it's not going to... I have a funny feeling that all of those actors... Like, none of those actors are going to take the note the same way. But but if you have the same problem with everyone in a movie or everyone in a play, then it's not... I'm not going to say it's the actors. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I know what you're saying. That's why I, that's why I think it's a director thing and not a actor thing. What? Because Because you made a blanket statement about all of the actors. Uh-huh. Saying, oh, they all feel like they're making like stage acting choices. Yes. Which, like, but we've seen all those actors do movies before and do them well. So we know that they know how to act on screen. We know that they know how to, like, do all that and make those kinds of choices in, in your language, even though I don't agree with, with that. Well, but, yeah. Um, so, my logical conclusion would be it's the director and not the, um, not the actors. The, the cast. Yeah. Uh, you, Zendai, let's talk about Zendai, because you told me something about this character and this cast. Yeah. I'd love to talk about it. Zendai replaced Cynthia Erivo. Who is? Uh, she was uh, in The Color Purple on Broadway. Yes, this she's, most recent run. She's Watch her on YouTube. She's great. God damn incredible like just stunningly beautifully ah, just love her yes she's great Uh and the producers were like nah Zendaya instead 
know why. Because that, because that money, because that buddy, and also, uh, it ain't right if it ain't light. <laughs> no, I mean in so many words, yeah. Because why? Yeah. Else? I mean, like, because let's be real. How big is Zendaya? <laughs> like, I think in movie world, bigger than Cynthia Erivo. But who saw The Greatest Showman? And I maybe I'm disconnected with the entire generation. Who saw Greatest Showman because Zendaya was in it? That's I don't that's know. my thing. I'm sure there are people. Of course, there's always the one. But I feel like those people who saw her in her Disney Channel show, if she you took her out, if you took her out and put, what's her name? Cynthia Riva. Cynthia Riva. Oh. In her. Uh, <laughs> In her place, all the Broadway people would go to the movie. That's true. So, but they also replaced Jeremy Jordan with Zac Efron. Well, that makes sense because yeah, sexy man, neighbor's boy. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Also, but all, like, I don't know how much you want to go into this. We have a lot of other stuff, so we'll we'll wrap up into it. Yeah, we do. But it, in, in my eyes. It kind of is there a reason? Do you know like the? I don't. I don't know reason? the official statement. I don't know the official um, reason. All I know is that uh, that Jeremy Jordan and Cynthia Riva were replaced by. Uh, I'm gonna look it up actually. All right. Cool. Do 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 do. Snapping is <laughs> a bit much, but there's nothing. There's nothing. Oh, I don't. It kind of does feel. A little, I just with again. I've only seen her. I didn't see the color purple. I saw that uh, snippet on the Tonys when she was nominated and won. But it's exact like She's minus so the fact pretty. that a month ago Black Panther came out. How many Darkston women are in movies? She's so pretty. She's very pretty. She's very beautiful. Like. In our life, besides Insecure and Black Panther, how many dark-skinned, you know, actresses do we see in a love interest role in a in a in a mainly white movie? And and then you pigs and die over her. Yeah, this is a little weird. <laughs> it's kind of like maybe yeah, oh well, it's a dire. She's she's doing good with the millennials. It makes sense. She we had one percent of the people who would watch, but it's kind of like I don't know. It did, it is a little weird because like yeah, it's great. It is a little weird, like when she goes to the theater and she's like picking up the tickets and mm-hmm. like it's like she doesn't look that much different from everybody else. Exactly. Exactly. Really like there's a shot of her and, and Zach Efron like holding hands. It could be like when he's, yeah. when he's in the it's hospital. I'm like, yeah, she has a tan. Yeah. Like it could be anybody. Like it's. Yeah. Uh, so it it that that goes, up into like a, uh, I think a bigger conversation. But like, it's hard to have. Let's have this conversation. No, briefly. Anything else about the cast? No. Already, Michelle Williams. I like her. Uh, your critic. He's a good actor. Yeah, uh, he, I don't <laughs> know his name. I but. don't know he, his name, but he um, he was in an uh, off Broadway production of At Home at the Zoo that I just saw with Robert Sean Leonard and oh shit, I can't remember her name. Sexist. <laughs> well, I can't remember his name either. 
but it was a, it was an absolutely amazing production, and he just stole the show. He was absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, and all the freaks. Sorry, sorry, I called you freaks too, but all of you guys. Uh, you're fine. Yeah. Why you went to my high school? The guy with all the face piercings, not uh, tattoos, piercings, not tattoos, piercings. Oh. He's like in a white jacket, dancing behind Hugh Jackman. He went to my high school. Woo! All right. Now go, now go to yours and I. Bigger conversations. Let's talk about it's it. It's hard to have a have a, a race-based subplot with someone like Who's, Zendaya. Exactly. Over And Zendaya, we're not, we're not debating. If you are listening to this, of course you are. I we're love not you. debating I'm, your, I'm your blackness you. or anything I, like that. Like, you're great and, and you are a beautiful black woman. Exactly. But you, it's just, you've gone through the struggle. We, we're not. I don't get it. Andrew gets it. <laughs> You've gone through the struggle. I get it. I'm not saying, but... But, for movie purposes, it's exactly. hard to do a, a race-based subplot with someone who isn't... Uh, doesn't have darker skin. Or, yeah, or her brother does, who has yeah, right? two lines in the right? movie. It's just weird. It's also weird. Like, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the history that we'll go into the rest. Uh, but it's weird to... This movie doesn't even, to me at least, it doesn't point out the hypocrisy in the like, yeah, we're gonna get a bearded woman, a 700 pound man, a, a, a seven foot tall giant, the Negroes, a short person. <laughs> and then people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa what did you just say? What, the short person? It's like, yeah, it's, wait, it, it never really. It's a little strange. So, P.T. Barnum, what do you know about P.T. Barnum? He's <laughs> it's a complicated question, isn't it? Uh, asshole. I mean, you're not he wrong. <laughs> exploited people with uh, disabilities and with um, different things about them, such as a beard or shortness or negroness <laughs> or being black. <laughs> you know, the uh-huh. things that make people different yes. than white men. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or sim or more similar to white men. In uh, terms of the bearded lady. <laughs> True. Uh, I just think... My thing about P.T. Barnum... He, yeah, he's not a flawed person like Steve Jobs. He's more flawed in a bad way where... It would have been... This movie could have been... I think the writing's terrible in this movie. Yeah. I think that's where I forgive yeah. a lot of the direction and forgive a lot of the... Because the writer... It's not the good. Write, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Um... And I just, I wish it was better. I wish it was good. But it's not. I'm okay with it being just a bad movie that people like for stupid reasons. But P.T. Barnum, I think, is a very, very interesting The thing is, like, I totally get how someone could be like, yeah, let's do a P.T. Barnum movie. It could be, if David Fincher directed this. You can say that about anything. You can say, oh yeah, David Fincher directed this, it would be better. It's like, yeah, because David Fincher is just a better director. Like, he just makes better movies. If, like, Aaron Sorkin wrote this. Yeah. Uh, like, there are a lot, like, you could be like, yeah, it's like the Freddie Mercury movie. Oh, God, don't, don't get me started. Um, <laughs> but I just wish that, like, because he's such a interesting character. There's an entire book about uh, Tom Thumb that was the midget in the movie. I don't know the politically correct term. I'm sorry. Think short person? Short person? Little person? Little person? Little person. Little person. He has an entire book about P.T. Barnum and um, and their relationship. And how he even was like, yeah, like, he exploited us. There's no question about that. But, like, he was my friend. And, like, 
he like helped me. Are you he, uh, three billboarding? This? No, no, exactly. Well, again, three billboards. Again, I don't know. I want to write the movie, but I feel like there's an interesting like, not redemption, but kind of like people are like this. We live in a world with these people. I'm not saying they're good. Just like let's see what's in their mind. Let's see why they do this. I think that could be a very interesting movie. But they didn't. They just took the man down on his luck, orphan kid. I'm going to show them yeah. route where we could see something that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. I think that, and a lot, again, three billboards is something where you can take it as like, oh, I'm supposed to forgive him instead of just like. People are complicated. Exactly. People are complicated. And that's, in the, and I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do. It's a complicated, it takes someone who's talented and is willing to go there in their writing to make leaps. You know what's a good movie that does that? Downfall. Do you know what it's about? No. It's about Adolf Hitler. And it's very much a, listen, I'm not going to defend Hitler at all. <laughs> but like, again, like, like that's it's a bad way to sum up the movie, but it's like, I see why he did this. Not so much, entire, right? There are entire history books about that. Yeah, but in a movie, in a because movies are... Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> where do... How do we get on this? P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum. So y- you don't really know a lot about P.T. I just wish a, they... Dennis is a bastard man. What? It's a... That's fine. Move on. O- always sunny? Yep. <laughs> okay. So the critic in the movie. Let's... Your friend. Your... Your... All, my, my friend. Yeah, your boy. <laughs> uh, I just think there's... Some would even call it... A celebration of humanity. What? <laughs> no? Um, I think because the way... I think it's just... I love things that are ironic and just irony and the entire concept of it. Uh-huh. That when this movie came out, the the pre-critic screenings, because it came out around award season, it thought, you know, the producers there thought this was going to be a heavy hitter, got crushed with... It got like a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics didn't like it. They did not enjoy it. Good. But it came out. And audiences loved it. Yes. And I think... I just think... I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up. I think it's very interesting that a movie about P.T. Barnum and the circus and the movie about that had the same reception... Without you know the bad people making it, that is actually interesting. I think it's now very. Think about it. It's very cool, right? It's yeah. very like meta in real life. That's strange. It's, it's it's. I just think it's very. The world is a strange and wonderful place. I don't know what I was trying to do. I don't know either. I don't know what that. That was goosebumps. Okay, so this goes into the 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 big conversation that we wanted to have about this movie. Um, so do you want to talk music and then yes. go into it? So let's talk about the music. All right. Every night, oh, shut the, I'm shut you out and get away I from want the to get away. Body, baby, At least know the words. Come to take a ride to the other side. All right, go. I just wanted to do that. Okay. Let's get to it. Let's go. Let's get where to should, it. Where to start? Where do you have thoughts about this? Because I'm going to talk about the music for a long time. 
Okay, so, yeah, that's smart. Your thoughts. Um, so I think it's like it's kind. It, it, it's interesting. It's interesting okay. that they chose to use pop music. Um, if you don't like pop music, eh, stay away from this movie. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> I took you to see it twice. That's, that's not the issue with it. That's um, not the I issue with it. There's a bigger issue. You know, it's... Don't get it twisted. Moulin Rouge is a better movie. But it's... So good. It's kind of the same where it's like... I don't know. It's a, it, I kind of put this movie into like a jukebox musical kind of realm. Uh, the uh, music's catchy. The music's good. I like some of the songs. I think it's weird that to me the worst song was like the big like Oscar award winning song. The this is but it me. didn't win. It didn't win. Uh, we Oscar thought it was. Nominated. I uh, was so sure it was going to win. Uh, I think yeah the the million dreams the greatest showman even it the, really is like one of the worst. Songs it's one of the. the he, I know show. you don't like the entire soundtrack, but like it's. But really this is, is me not, is kind of like what about for now or whatever. Oh yeah, from, uh, from, now, from on. now on. Yeah, yeah from now that's on. a better song. It's a it's better. Still bad, but it's better. I like it. Uh, you, uh, yeah. What are we gonna say? You are what? You are wrong. You're wrong. Um, so I'll just chime in on your filibuster okay. about the music. Uh, my note on... <laughs> Listen to this. My you note on your Moulin Rouge comment, uh, which we'll, I'll jump back to later. Moulin <laughs> okay. Rouge. So Moulin Rouge. Yes. It used its the, the pop music and the music as an artistic choice. You can, it, was, it, was a, it was a choice that, they, that the creators made. To make that mu- that musical, mm-hmm. right? It was just yes, that was their choice. With the Greatest Showman, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so Moulin Rouge, uh-huh. uh use use its 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 music yeah. its its pop music as an artistic choice to tell the story. It chose very specific songs and it, and it knew what it was doing with it and it knew that it was creating that sort of world. Yes, the Greatest Showman uses pop music to sell an album. Which, and it's not used in the movie. It doesn't make a, any goddamn sense uh, as to why it's there, um, because it it's it it doesn't. It's not a choice that's made. It just like it's a. I mean, it's a choice that's made. But the but then the movie doesn't support the choice. Well, like if you're gonna make a choice to tell a story about the founding fathers of America, but you want to tell it through hip hop. You have to make sure that the entire production supports that choice. So, and they do that really well. They do that really, really well in Hamilton. They do it, I would say they do it really well in Moulin Rouge. They make a choice about the music, and the entire production supports that choice. And what do you mean by it supports it? So, Hamilton. Okay, I'm gonna talk Hamilton because you know you Hamilton. Know better people know Hamilton. I know it much better than Moulin Rouge. Right. Hamilton uses, um, I mean, Lynn talks about it a lot. He says he was reading the book and he was like, "This is a hip hop story. This is a story of a dude who grew up from nothing. He used words and language to get himself out." So yeah, it makes sense. Like just that idea already makes sense. And then they, he wrote the entire thing and they and they used the the set and the lighting 
um, and the choreography, everything supports this this world that they're making of this kind of heightened, not quite realistic, but grounded in reality choice. The, you know, the casting all makes sense. You know, cast people of color to play all the roles because, like, that's what America is now and that's what it was, like, supposed to be and all this stuff. And, and that's what hip-hop represents is, like, this different subculture that was rebelling against the norm, which is what the story of, of the beginning of America is. I'm not even American, and I know that. Like, I understand that. Oh. It was a bunch of kids just being like, shit is wrong. Like, shit is fucked up. We gotta fix it. And we have to rebel against it. Which is what hip-hop was. It was a, a rebellion against the regular music, and it was a way for, for black people to use their voice and, and, and to just, like, make something of... of the the shit that they were in yes right so it makes sense it's, it makes it's an sense. understandable exactly. artistic choice exactly Greatest Showman wants to sell an album really really badly and it knows that it can't do that if it does a musical with the music of the time because you could easily easily make this exact same movie almost make this exact same like script story pretty much the same lyrics change the music itself to fit the time period and it would I would probably like it a lot better here's my little rebuttal because yeah. I mostly agree with you again I just think this movie's cute I, I don't I'm not gonna def- defend this movie I just think it's really cute um my defense is that again it's kind of going back with how the movie was received I think it's again ironic just how the cookie crumbled that, you know, someone, you know, P.G. Barnum who exploited, who thought of not the best, but the most popular way to make money. Yep. And what did Greatest Showman do? It did exactly pop that. Pop music. Which is fine. Which I think, again, is, it could be a happy accident, or it could be someone like... But it doesn't feel like It doesn't feel like, like watching that, that movie. I it not agree with. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it, no part of that movie seems to support the choice that these people are singing pop songs. At the beginning, it does seem, with him walking out in the, in the shadow and he's doing the flinging with the... Uh, yeah. That does. That's it. it. And that's... For one it. sequence in, like, a two-hour-long movie... That and then like, maybe you can say for now on the with the maybe <laughs> the way you maybe. said that you look like a movie villain just maybe <laughs> maybe maybe I'll just kill you right here. Um, so so you're doing this movie that is other than than the facts of the story. You have historically accurate costumes. Mm-hmm. You have historically accurate everything Else. except for the music, and it just feels so awkward and 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 weird and. Don't get me wrong. Ben Pasek and Justin Paul are are great writers. I, I think oh, they're incredible. They yeah. They, uh, Dear Evan Hansen, one of my favorite musicals, absolutely incredible. I I did Edges, like I, that, which was like their first musical outside of college, and and I love it. It's, I think it's really great. So I think that they are extremely talented, and I and I understand why they wrote this musical and 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 everything. I just I just don't. Just, <laughs> just, oh, Andrew, I just can't. I just can't anymore. I just can't. There's just I have just such a big problem with pop music in general, and this and this really doesn't. This just kind of proves my point. It's just like, oh yeah, we're gonna just sell an album, and and it's and 
like that's all it is and it's all just pandering it's all, it's not actually trying to do anything it's 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 the it's the illusion of a of a message to talk about Are you going to interrupt my rant? Yes, I am. I should I not interrupt a man during or a woman during a rant. Imagine I was like getting into it too. Imagine interrupting Frances McDormand during a rant. I feel like right? she, you would just stop existing. She yeah. just look at you just and you would be dead. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to interrupt your rant. I 127% agree. And we're going to wrap all this the direct the acting directing and the music in one thing with Rebecca Ferg- Ferguson. The British Swedish woman in the movie and her song and her subplot. I 100% agree with you. That it. It's a whole other thing. I remember when. I wasn't even anywhere like near there the in my thought train. It's much like in the movie, I was like, yeah, I like this movie. It's so cute to break free. Yeah, it's cool. And I was like, oh man, we haven't even gotten to the opera singer. Oh dear. So I feel that way. So if you actually listen to the lyrics of that song, it's fucking horrible. It's it's stupid. It's yeah. really bad. It's all it, like the light of a thousand spotlights. Every star we grab from the sky, and like will never be enough. Will never be enough. Like towers of gold are too small for me. I get. And before people are like, "Oh, you guys are stupid," we get the metaphor. I get it. Yes, yeah, so he's talking about PT and his raw. I get it. I get, get it. it. But but it's bad. um. And especially, I remember when we first saw it, uh, you were like, I thought she was going to do like a opera yeah. or a mixture of like a musical-ish opera Song type of like, but that no, they fits chose the a, thing. And they fit, and they just like have, they have like, you see an orchestra, there's an orchestra in front of her, and they play some shitty pop music, and yeah, it just they, doesn't they, make sense. They picked one of Adele's bad songs. Like, it's just... Lord, it's just so bad. And I only, but with everything why else. Why did you have to interrupt me? I I'm sorry. I was like, get into it. I'm sorry. I don't know what I was talking about. Um, now I'm just upset with you. <laughs> oh. What was I talking about? Um, what did you interrupt me from? So. He's ready. He's, I've never said Sam. This I, my brain is up. like working at a million miles an hour right now. I will just go, uh huh, uh huh. So you, here you go. Okay. This is all you. So, what I was saying before, uh, this movie isn't actually saying anything if you really pay attention. It's not actually saying saying what it's what it's trying to say. It's with it's my problem with pop music. Sorry. My problem with pop music is is that it's the illusion of a message. There isn't, there's, like, it's not ever, well, not ever. But it's usually not written by the person who's singing it. It's so it's not really. It's not necessarily their message, even if they agree with it. It's not the way that they would necessarily phrase it, and it's not. It feels entirely disingenuous, which is just a problem with art, which is a conversation that we're going to have in a second. Yes. Um, so it's a problem that I have with with a lot of art and with a lot of pop music. Pretty much all pop music is that it's just not true. It's just not like. The reason that art is interesting and the reason that art is so important is because it, it is honest. Is because it is people being honest about themselves and about the world and about the the way that they have experienced things. So if you are are like pop music just isn't that. It's the it's fabrication and it just like 
there are so many ghostwriters on every album, on every song, that it's just, it's impossible to know without being the person who wrote what what word and what line. And, and, and it's just appealing to the, the most basic general audience. Bo Burnham talks about it in in his acts of of like repeat stuff and and um, the country song like just these general things that that sell that just make money you know like uh, you know his whole country song yes thing uh, the like I, tried I figured to out the words, words and the phrases that uh, <clears throat> pander to my audience you know Cute like, girl, words like big truck yeah, yeah like cold beer the dirt road. Yeah. Blue jeans or red pickup. It's like, yeah, that's just general bullshit. Where, where is, where is the honesty? Where is the actual interesting moment there? Where is the, where is I won't the? Do you again. <laughs> Please do not, because I'll slap you. Um, oh dear, you hear that? Um, race, race war. <laughs> Don't. I'm gonna cut that. <laughs> it's out. So, so it, it's this it's this problem that exists, uh-huh. and I think it it doesn't just exist in pop music, although that's where I find it the most, which is why I just kind of stay away from pop music. I think it exists in in punk music, which is what I mainly listen to, um, and I think and I mean it exists in indie music, it exists in rap music, it exists in country music, it exists everywhere. It's just this yeah. disingenuous bullshit that doesn't matter, but people put so much meaning into it. It's like a fortune teller. They're just saying general bullshit, and you pay so much money, and you buy into it. And I just think it's fucking stupid. Like, I just think it's so stupid. Wait, like, I don't I don't understand... Like, I honestly do not understand people who just listen to top 40s music constantly. I don't get it. Like, like if, if they're like, oh yeah, I love music. Music is just, like, so important to me. But then they just listen to top 40s stuff, and like... Where? Like what? No, it's all just four four bass snare bass bass snare like this boring meaningless shit, and I just don't understand. Like I just don't get it. It it just boggles my mind in in a way that that I can't always express because it just like art and music. Music is very important to me. Music is is a huge part of my life, and and. Like, just to not be honest in art is drives me up the wall. I hate it so much. I just it ah <laughs> I I you can't make end of story. No matter what, you cannot make good art unless it is honest and real in your experience. I don't think there is any actual good piece of art that exists that is not honest. I'm, end I'm of trying story. to think of art that's not. Like any pop album, I disagree like with that. Pop, like think, pretty much any. Pop I think that's album. that's a very after statement. after like I would say eighty five maybe any pop album. Re- I disagree because it's here's my thing. I have a lot more. So you, you like pizza, right? I do like pizza. I love pizza too. Would you love to have a great like nice good pizza all the time? Like a well-made, good, put someone put effort. They got good seasoning. They yes. run. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you just want Domino's. Sometimes you just want the dollar slice down over there with the frozen pepperoni and and the frozen cheese that they sprinkle on. So it's I don't. There is something 
because we've talked about art many times. I'm excited to get to this part. And sorry if this is a long episode, guys. Uh, it's going to be. Yeah. I think it's, you do have to take for something, like, people like that comfortable, nice, oh, I saw her, oh, I fell in love with her, and then I took, people just like it, just, there's no art, because it just makes them feel good. I think you can't, you can't disvalue that. You can't just say, because I don't, because it's not honest, because it's not about the world, because it's not about something it's unvalid. I, think I don't. I don't. I'm not. That. I'm not trying to take it. Take it away from anybody. I don't. I'm not trying to. Trying to. But say you're. Like, you're undermining it. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to. I'm. Try, I'm not trying to say um, that. That if you have some sort of an emotional reaction to pop music, that that is not valid. If you feel something when listening to it, then great. You felt something. I like when people feel things. Mm-hmm. That's why, like half of why I'm an artist. Is that I want people to feel shit. Exactly. So I think I think that that's important. I just don't understand. I just I just don't understand why why people want this this safety in art in any form in in theater in movies in in music. I just I don't. What do you mean by safety? Because I feel like safety. I, okay. Force Awakens. Okay, one of the safest movies that has ever come out. Exactly, has a lot it of fan division. It is just it made it, like J.J. Abrams could have done some shit with yeah. that movie, but every at turn, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> at Ryan Johnson, killing it. Like, but you like Force Awakens? That's the thing. I I like Force Awakens because I had fun watching it, and because it was. There you go. There you go. Can I finish? Can I finish? <laughs> I had fun watching it because because I had never seen Star Wars on the big screen that I could remember. So seeing Star Wars and 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 yeah, I even when I was watching it and having a good time, I was like, I know that this is like very safe. I I was like, yeah, I get it. It's a New Hope again, and I get that it's just setting up everything, but. But I understand why they did it. For but I, I don't think it's an incredible movie. Like I don't think it's, I, I don't necessarily think it's good art. Okay. And what and what I want, is good art. And I and I want. I just want, it just it's mainly pop music that gets me like this. Because music is just such a big part of mm-hmm. of my no, I get personal identity yeah. of, of everything. I th- I think that it's just like I wouldn't be who I am today without punk music. Yes, I just wouldn't mm-hmm. because I I found this art form that was that was honest and real and was just there in the moment and telling me that so, someone else was telling me their experience while I was experiencing that same thing and. And it was specific and detailed and, like, you can't... Authentic, yeah. It's it's just, like... And and seeing a punk show live... Seeing the Wonder Years live is the greatest experience of my entire life. Like, it's just seeing them there. Like, seeing Dan Campbell, one of the most talented writers of this century. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing him just there and and belting out these incredible lyrics that I know mean the world to him. Because you just hear it in his voice. You just hear how important every word, how carefully he chose every word on that album. 
like how specific and and beautiful it is because because it's it's these songs like cigarettes and saints is just heartbreakingly beautiful the the bridge if you don't know it and if you don't know it i think i've told you but i'm gonna say it for the world the bridge to cigarettes of saints i think is is stunning well i'm sure there ain't a heaven but that don't mean i don't like to picture you there i bet you're bumming cigarettes off saints and i Bet you're still singing, but I bet that you're still just a bit out of key with that crooked smile pushing words across your teeth. Because you were heat lightning, you were the storm that never rolled in, you were the northern lights in the southern town, a constant fleeting thing. I'll bury your memories in the garden, watch them grow with the flowers in the spring, and keep you with me. That's just so beautiful. But Tim... If you're about to, if you're about to like make a stupid joke about some shit right now, I'm not gonna. So we can baby to be mine. No, nothing can keep us apart. Like, I I get it. I get it. (laughs) I get what you're saying. So hearing, so hearing lyrics like, why don't we rewrite the stars and so that we can be 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 made to be mine? Yeah, something like that. Like, that's just about anybody. That's just about anything and anywhere. Those the words that Dan Dan Campbell has written are are one person. Yes, there's nobody else that that song can be about except for that one person. And I think that generalizing like a song okay, is 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 just doesn't like generalized art is almost for you the death of art. Yes, that's a that's yeah generalized generalized art. I think is is the death of anything. So let's just go into it. So we've been in it for a while. We've now, been in, no 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 no. You've been. In it. I've been in it. I've I've been like so. Well, uh, like, can I just uh, well? Uh, yeah, and, so. and I think that that's a, that's true for for anything. I think that that, that generalizing acting and generalizing theater and movies and and music and and paintings and and everything. I think that it's just boring. I I. Because, uh, okay, because majority, I agree with you, but for the sake of our argument, I'm going to play a little bit devil's advocate, but it, it, it's, I just, let's go back, because I can't talk about the one years, I'm sorry. That's okay. Let's go back to Force Awakens. Force Awakens, great. I just feel like for people, because there are people who figure that's the best Star Wars movie, hands down, which to them... It might be one of the best movies they've seen, one of the most important for them. I just, I don't, one thing about art, and we talked about with, I think it was Mother, maybe, uh, it should be, because there are people who like it. It speaks to them. Yes. I think that's almost important, that if something speaks to one specific person, now you're t- you're saying something that's detailed. I think for me at least something that a ghost story, the movie that came out last year. For me, it was very very personal to me and how I view the world and how I view life in general. How it's I don't want to spoil the movie because you should not just you anyone who's listening should watch it, but talked about. Life and death, and holding on to certain things, holding on to happiness, anger, anxiety, and how almost pointless, pointless that is in life, and kind of like like that we put so much importance. Oh yeah, it's it's long. 
we put so much importance on like on these small minuscule things because we think it's deep and poetic and important and it'll make us happy and satisfied and fulfilled but will it? Will it really? And and for me, a lot of people I talk to who watch the ghost story hate it. They don't like it. Sidebar. I think you would like it. Okay. <laughs> Just I want to say that. This is not a Sam, I want to show you this movie. I think you would like it. Um, going back to... And I think that's okay. That's valid. That's because it didn't speak to you. For pop music, hearing that, you know, I should have bought you flowers and held your hand for someone in that moment in their life they hear that and they're like yes I get it yes it's talking about any person at all but for that person in that time that was important to them and it touched them and you know I always say what what is art what I think that's kind of like cause to me it, it feels just like you're very hostile towards just this genre of music that, at the end of the day, you don't like. If that makes sense. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't necessarily think I do. I do. That's why I like to sum up what you just said. The generalization. Gen, I can't speak. The what did I say? Generalization just, of, of art. art is the death of art. Yes. But I don't know. Is it? Again, is it? Is it the death of art? Art evolves and changes, and art, this art is different from this art, and this art is supposed to say two different things. One might be shallow, one might be philosophical, but are they both, how can you measure? Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm like a final authority. No, no, not at all. I hope I did, I didn't want to make you feel like, yeah, that's what you, I, I must have phrased that word. No, I'm not trying to say you're the final. No, authority. no, no. Yeah. Um, so before we we keep going, uh, if you like pop music, <laughs> good for great. I, yeah, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's very talented. I think he's a great singer. Uh huh. I think you know, they're all great. Sure, why not? Yeah. I just like. I just don't get it. Like I just don't, I just don't understand why what what generalization does for people, like uh, what they can I, identify. Yeah, that's but, it. Well, but I guess this goes into the into the conversation we had during Ladybird, which is I don't need to identify with the art that I listen to or mm-hmm. or watch. I just want to know things. I just want to see people's experiences. Um, which is why I, I, I really like the, the rappers that I listen to because my life is nothing like their lives. Yeah. They have entirely separate things. They have entirely different viewpoints on the world, whether that's Chados Gambino or Chance the Rapper or Logic or Watsky or whoever. They have these entirely different ways of looking at the world. And, and so hearing them express that makes me excited and, and makes me happy mm-hmm. in a sense. It, it, it's just like, oh, this is someone's experience and they're just being honest about it, which is why I have a problem with, with Logic's last album, um, not Bobby Tarantino 2, which he just released, but everybody. Um, Bobby Tarantino 2 is like pretty good, but I need to show you the the first song on it 
because it's fucking funny. Oh, and I, what was the rapper? Logic. Like, Logic. That's the because I have a feeling you're going to talk about because we talked about it. The suicide hotline. Yeah. So I'm into it. I'm okay with with this podcast being two hours. I just want to talk be long. I I like like this. This is good, Sam. Let's so do yeah. It. I, Let's do it. So Logic, I think he's I think he's fucking incredible. Uh-huh. He's such a good rapper. Yeah, like he knows how to play with with the beats. He knows how to play with the language. Like he's he's. I've listened to a little. He's good. He's yeah. great. I think Under Pressure is just mm-hmm. astounding to listen to. It's it's just beautiful. Yes. Um, and then the incredible just story. I think that's just a, just so good. Such a good solid album. Bobby Tarantino one is a bop. Bobby Tarantino two is just like jamming out. It's like a fun good time. He yeah. like he knows that it's not supposed to be deep and meaningful. So uh-huh. he's just like yeah, let's just have fun for a bit. Yes, uh-huh. and that's fun. That's great. He still does it better than most other artists doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he releases everybody before Bobby Tarantino two. He releases everybody. I think last year. It was, it was last year. It was last year. And it's just... It just sounds like any other rap album. And it doesn't, it doesn't feel like logic, to me, at least. I, I think some songs on it do. I think Africarian, most of that... It's way too long, that song, but it's, it's a good... So, so I think Take It Back and Africarian, I think... Um, oh, Lord, what's that other song I don't know. I think there are there are songs and verses and and Black Spider Man. I think is great. There are there are songs in in this that feel like logic. That yeah. feel like oh, this is logic at 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 his best. Not at his best. I think Under Pressure is his best. But maybe Incredible Just Story because one of those yeah, two are, of course, is yes. his best. Oh, it's not everybody. Um, and then like just over halfway through this album, there's a song called One Eight Hundred. Two seven three something 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 something. Yeah, get help. It's the it's the suicide hotline phone number. Yes, which is great. I think that's a great title for that song for a song about suicide. That's very smart. That's a good like. He's a smart guy. I think he knows what he's doing. Exactly. Um, but the the two biggest things that have bothered me about this album is that song and what he has said in interviews about it. So the suicide song, one eight hundred is what I'm going to call it. He writes and answers a song, um, like the chorus, I don't want to be alive, I just want to die, like blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the, the first verse is, is someone who's wanting to make coots, commit suicide. Second verse is uh, the person on the suicide hotline. And then the last bit is um, Khaled comes in and he sings like, oh, I want to live now. Yeah. Um, and then the chorus is weird. But anyway... I don't have a photographic memory of this song. Like, that's fine. I've heard it for sure, but... Um, yeah, I believe that that's how the song goes. That is how it goes. Yes. Um, and and when I first heard it, I was like, this is, like, fine, but it's just... There's something just feels off about it. Uh-huh. And then I watched a video. I can't remember what video, but, but he said, oh, I've never had, like, suicidal thoughts in my life. Mm-hmm. Ever. I don't. I don't really know anybody who has. I'm not that close with them. If 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 they have, and I was like, that's that's what it is. You don't actually know what it's like to want to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. So writing this song where you're where you're trying to portray that that feeling is is 
just felt really disingenuous all of a sudden from from a rapper who who I thought was all about being genuine and being real and, and just being like this is my shit this is here is here is my experience take a look listen here it is that's what I got for you and but, then he writes a song that's just not his thing it it delivers a great message and I think that's very important but exactly what if why. he wants to bring this message that not a lot of people are talking about yes he does which is experience great. it but does that which uh, which is no. it's still genuine. It's just not genuine. It's not genuine in the in the way that that the song portrays it as. Okay. Um, I think that he is he's trying to do something really good. I'm not I'm not gonna say that, that he's a bad person for writing the song. God yeah. no, it, it, like there are facts that like when this song plays on the radio and when it plays uh, when he did his Grammy performance, like everything like phone calls to the suicide prevention hotline like went up like that's just a fact that about this song coming out exactly. which is good that's yeah. a good thing like as someone who has struggled with depression his whole life and has tried to commit suicide that's great I'm very happy that, that this is a thing that people are more aware of um, but it just feels off for, for someone who has tried to commit suicide like I'm like you don't know what that feeling is mm-hmm. Maybe maybe what he's explaining is exactly how someone else who has tried to commit suicide is, but for me it's not, and it and like because it's just general. It's just like oh, I don't I don't want to be alive. I just want to die today. Yeah, like that's that's nothing. Like that. Where, where is <laughs> I say that I say that casually in conversation. Like that's not. Like I don't I don't get it. Um, and my other saying. That's nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> Do you want to know what goes in between Do you want these know what's ears? Going on here? <laughs> um, and then, and then, an issue that I have with the album itself is is something that I also saw in a, in a video uh, interview with him, uh-huh. where uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, I was like touring around the world. I was doing all the stuff, and I was meeting fans, and they were all saying like, oh god, your music it just helped me so much. Like it was just so nice to hear mm-hmm. that like someone else was like dealing with the same issues, and like, oh, you just like you saved my life, man. Like it's just amazing. And then he was like, and then this is." I shit you not. This is what he said in this and another interview uh, who asked the same question. Um, he said, and I thought to myself, I wasn't even trying though. What if I tried? And just like, what? That It just feels so weird for, 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 for a rapper who, who has a career and, and, two incredible albums about like honesty and being real and being yourself and 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 his message peace love and positivity like all the stuff like just yeah let's like uh-huh. just be real let's be treat each other with respect and kindness and like no matter what shit is going on like it doesn't matter like just be nice to each other that was his message in his in under pressure and in and in the incredible true story i mean he talks about other stuff but at the heart of it like he's trying to just be respectful to everybody and that's yeah. his thing and then he writes an entire album that is so focused on that task that it kind of loses sight of what what I really liked about Logic. Which was that honesty and just mm-hmm. like, this is just what I want to express to the world in, a, in, in his own way. Instead of this, it just felt like it was kind of pushing a message that, that just didn't work for me. Just didn't land in, in the way that, that I think he was trying to do you're looking like you're no no I'm trying to what I'm saying no no I'm not confused I'm just trying to think of because there was this I'm definitely I would never consider myself a hip hop head but uh, it's like I'm not I'm like like, don't get me wrong I'm not either um, Migos you know I know a bit about Migos I I you know 
everyone loves bad and bougie, but everything else I'm kind of, you know... I'm not forgetting the words. This is what it sounds like. Yeah. And Mumble some rap people is some bullshit. I love you know 1980s, 1990s specifically rap, NWA. Not even I'm trying to think of uh, their name. Uh, DMX. That's not DMX. DMX. Not DMX. X gonna give it to you. I'm gonna. You looked it up. I'm gonna look up something real quickly. What? The 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 Wu Tang Clan. No, what are you looking for? Wu Tang Clan. Oh, uh, the did you hear about the yeah, Spencer? The thing. <laughs> exactly. Did you know that they don't they don't say that it's actually an official Wu Tang? Yeah, Clan. I heard that too, and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, anyway, like twenty. Yeah, something. there's just like let's just say NWA. I just didn't want to use something with a message, but like that's just like just people goofing around, rapping, just trying to lyric a hip. Hop heavy to the hip, hip, stopping it. Don't stop, <laughs> stop. walking to the bang bang. But like, just guys just playing around and being. I just think, because I agree with you that being genuine is important. And this is where, going back to our main topic, greatest showman. <laughs> Fuck me. Being genuine and seeing how people try. Yes, I, I know it was a little walking with Zach Efron, but seeing people try and seeing people put their best forward while I've talked about many times with you Doctor Strange where it just feels like people are just like we have a deadline we have to mention the superhero so it's going to be an Infinity War I know Infinity War so here is the origin story of this character who probably has a promising you know future in this but here's his origin story because we have to get it out and I'm like just I don't care you don't. It seems like you guys don't care. So why would I care? Exactly. The greatest showman. It seems like everybody tried. Everyone put their best foot forward. They cared. So for me, I'm kind of like, hey, it's <laughs> sorry to be condescending to everyone who worked on the show, but but it's kind of like a kid who gave you their picture, and it's like, look what I made. And of course, it's it's horrible. But I'm like. <laughs> Look at it, you! Because you did something. Do you know how many people just don't do it? Do you know, like, and I, I have a love, 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 hate relationship. Thing I've ever heard. I have a love hate relationship with Marvel. There's a couple: Iron Man two, Doctor Strange, um, the the first Captain America. In my opinion, I know a lot of people like it, but it's these movies: Avengers: Age of Ultron. It's these movies that are just they are feature length commercials for what's coming up next, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, they're competently made with some cool action, with some great one-liners, with actors I like. And I give it a pass for some reason, but I I just think it's unfair how we look at some things. And I don't know. It's talk about briefly. One day we'll talk about Batman v Superman. Oh fuck! These it's the Flash scene. Would Marvel ever do anything that risky? With a, a character go back in time with another dimension, it's something where these people are like, "Hey, let's do this, let's do that." And so, it's and while you know, I'm I'm not speaking sentences. Um, I appreciate that about Batman v Superman. What for as much as I hate that movie, I do appreciate that it was just like, "Yeah, let's just fuck it, let's fuck it." I think because that to me is almost. Or I love like my favorite. I'm very big into. Act like fine art, art. Jackson Pollock is my favorite painter. Really? Yes, I love Jackson Pollock. Mm-hmm. And for people who don't know, 
He's the he's the splat. It's he's my background on my phone. Oh. Uh, he's the splatter artist. He's I, I knew that uh, for people who did it. Oh. They were like, "Who's Jackson Paul?" Who's Jackson Paul? I'm looking for Mr. Pimber. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I just. I, I love Jackson Pollock. I love the splatter painting. I love... But for some people, it's just lines. It's just lines. It's a lot of people who aren't... I hate to because it sounds elitist. I don't mean to sound elitist. Who don't like art. Who are just into... I'm not Meryl Streep who's oh. like, sports is just for the stupid-minded. No, but who enjoy just sports and going out to a bar and hanging out with friends and waking up and going to their... They're not into movies and music and art. They just, they, it's there to consume, but they're not into that. And he's just a splatter painting, and that's fine because I see something different. I see control chaos. I see, you know, the beautiful, messy world when it is paintings. And if you don't see that, that's okay, but it doesn't mean that's not art. And I talk about, and it's, I talk about with Marvel just because it was made just like any other commercial or any other, you know, toy or product out there. It was made to serve a purpose to lead up to something that that's art. That's something to build up to something else. Marvel, some Marvel movies, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Doctor Strange, stuff like that. It doesn't mean that's not art or does it? What do you, this is where you chime in. Or does it? Uh, because that's kind of what you're saying with pop and what your problem with it's kind of just not personal it's kind of just there to fill a quota it's there because there has to be 13 songs on an album there can't be 5 it's there just because well Doctor Strange's a big part in Avengers 7 so we have to build him up so we just have to make this movie I... I'm not gonna say that it's not. Who knew Greatest Showman would do this? <laughs> I just think the movie's okay. <laughs> I don't think that it's. I'm not gonna say that it's not art. I'm what? not gonna Greatest Showman or just just everything that you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not gonna be like, yeah, Iron Man two. It's not art. Yeah, Black Panthers are Avengers. The first Avengers are, but Iron Man, Iron Man 2, no. Okay. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to take that label away. I think that, that taking... I'm, I think saying, like, oh, that's art and that's not art is just impossible. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, if someone says it's art, sure. Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> this is the, um, my favorite Taika Waititi quote. Uh, art. What is it? I don't know. Who cares? Move on. This is great. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think that that's that's. I mean, it was just a stupid joke he made on like a uh-huh. TED talk, yeah. but I think it's that's. I think that's that's a good way of looking at it. I'm just like, yeah, who fucking cares? Yeah, like it's we're just a bunch of people trying to do do shit and leave a, yeah. our mark on this world. Who, who really, we just really don't want to work in offices. Yeah, that's like at the, that's, at the end of the day, we just really don't want to. <laughs> yeah, serve it. Or the at the end of the system. day, I just I just don't want to be stuck at a desk for nine hours <laughs> for eight hours a day. Like that's at the end of the day, that's what we're all doing, right? Yeah. Like I and especially like I'm. I mean, 
I'm in New York. Like, I moved from Edmonton, Alberta to New York City to go to acting school. Like, I'm, like, in it. Like, yeah. I'm in this world of, like, yeah, I just don't want to sit at a desk all day. Yeah. Um, someone, someone, I think I mentioned this on the podcast already. Someone that I, that I had a two-night stand with. We were talking about art and stuff, uh-huh. as you do when yeah. you're intoxicated and going to have sex. Yeah. Uh, and they said, um, you know, there are people who, like, work to live, and there are people who live to work. Yes. And I, and I think that that's fair, and, and I think that every artist lives to work. Yeah. Because you don't do this unless you give a shit. Exactly. So, yeah, I think, I think saying, like, oh, this isn't art, and that's not, and that, that's art. I think you can have opinions about, like, oh, this is good art, and that's bad art. But it's all subjective. Exactly. Well, it doesn't, like, at the end of the day, who cares? <laughs> like, as, as up in arms as I get about pop music and, and, and as many arguments as I can get in about movies and, and I mean, who knows how long we're going to be doing this podcast. I don't know how many goddamn exactly. movies we're going to yeah. watch and talk about for over an hour, because we're at, like... An hour thirty. Really? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I I think that that I mean there's endless things to say and there's endless ways to say it and and I I just I don't know. It's either just you hard. like it or you don't. Yeah. Either you, you like it or cares. you don't. And really, no one cares. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't well, matter. <laughs> good like, night, everybody. Well, this is sort of a uh, more of a philosophical. We're going all over the place with this episode. Whoa. Remember when we talked about The Greatest Showman? Yeah, remember that? What a time. Um, so a more philo- philosophical look at the world that I have, it, or the universe, is... is It doesn't matter. You're so, giving me your drunk look. <laughs> I'm not drunk. even drunk. You're, not, you're giving me that drunk look. I'm like, very sober. Life? I had two drinks during The Greatest Showman, which I snuck into the theater. But that's it. <laughs> you're just... You, the way that just look, you were just like looking. You, were, you weren't looking at me. You were looking no, I was definitely looking, looking at the me. door behind you. You were just like, um, man, this is how I look at the world. Anyway, go on. So I guess uh, it's a more of a philosophical look at the world. Is that it doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter if nothing matters. So it doesn't matter. Like, just do your thing. <laughs> But you know, like, be, like, like, if you're not hurting anybody, if you're not doing anything wrong, it doesn't matter. It, I mean, the universe doesn't care. So I can't remember. I mean, this is, we're getting real deep. I think real it deep. does matter to an extent of, like... I'm talking about, like, in the grand scheme of the universe. Well, the like, nothing matters. Scheme of the, I, I That's why know. I said this is, like, some philosophical shit. Yeah, the grand scheme of just, like, I, 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 I don't, I disagree, but I... I don't know. Life is weird. I don't. I don't know. Sometimes, <laughs> like a part of me is like, yeah, it's weird. But like, the other part of me is like, no, of course, of course, things matter. Or else, of course, you know, if things, well, things didn't matter. matter, why would they matter? But if things didn't matter, things wouldn't matter. But if nothing, but if nothing, things? but Andrew, but if nothing matters and everything matters, equally, like if nothing matters equally. But then, then it know, doesn't I matter. Like you can do whatever you babies, but it doesn't no, matter. No, 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 not that. Not in that sense. I'm talking about like that's that's my because, point, though. No, I said it exists in a black hole. No, but I, I said like if you're not hurting anybody, if you're not doing anything wrong, Andrew, then nothing matters. 
It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter that I'm sitting here talking about The Greatest Showman and and therefore philosophy for some reason with you. It doesn't matter that, like, we do this podcast every Sunday. Like, it doesn't matter that I go to acting school. It doesn't matter that I live in New York City. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter to anything, to anybody, but 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 us and to, and to me. And but I think is that it that's that the thing? Is it that the thing? It matters to you. So what you do and what you consume but and I'm what the, you like. But jeez, Louise. In the world... It doesn't matter. We have not consumed any. I'm <laughs> I swear to God, we are so sober. This is the most us you will ever get. Do you have more that you want to say? Because I feel like we should end this podcast. I just, I don't know. Like, on your things don't matter. I think to Things leave matter. Me. Things matter to you. Things matter to me. Things matter to the cat on the street. But it doesn't matter. But it's kind of the idea of, you know, you don't time travel because if you step on a butterfly, then, you know, World War Three and Four yeah. and Five will happen. Uh-huh. Things matter. Like, relatively to big and small, yes, some things matter. But, like, what we do on this earth, who knows? Maybe this, maybe someone's listening to this podcast two years from now just because they liked our mother review. Maybe. They're hearing us talk about this, and we inspire the greatest artist to ever live. Things matter. Like, relatively, yeah. that's that's what we can debate about. But to me, things matter, because in the grand scheme of things, we're all the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. We all are connected in yeah. the human race, yes. trying, to hu- trying to hustle this game. Yeah. Things matter. And yes. going back to art, yes, of course... You know, for a movie discussion, we're not a movie review, movie discussion podcast. (laughs) Like, of course, everything's subjective and, you know, you either like it or you don't. Nobody cares. But still, people, you know, the moment, there's this quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but the moment a caveman, you know, put a stick figure on a wall, there was someone behind him critiquing it. Like, that's, that's the way... Art has always been, and that's how yes. it will always be. Yeah, totally. 100%. I think it's important to, you know, set standards and to set, like, hey, everything's subjective. Don't forget it. That's why I kind of hate the internet and movie culture on the internet. I used to be a part of it. Now I'm not because it's, like, it's so... Really, Force Awakens spoiled it for me. Force Awakens, the entire Just Star Wars and Rick and Morty spoiled it for me. Just because it's, like... Yeah, like Force Awakens is a rehash of New Hope, but <laughs> people are dying. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> if this is your biggest problem right now, what? Like, exactly. And, like, but, like, you know, it is important because it does mean things to people. Yeah. I love the Justice League. Is Justice League a great movie? I'll talk about, I'll talk about bad movies Superman forever, but Justice League, is it a great movie? No, but I, it matters to me. Yeah. Because I love and grew up and those Batman, Superman, you know, Wonder Woman I was always iffy on, but since the movie, I love Wonder Woman. It, they're so influential in my life. If you don't know, I hated Spider-Man Homecoming. Those first three Sam Raimi Spider-Man are without those movies, I'm not here. I, I probably wouldn't even be in New York. I'd, I'd be out in the oil field. Those movies are so important to me. So that's where I'm like, art is, you know, art is all subjective, but 
is Spider-Man 3, The Godfather. No. I love Spider-Man 3. So, I think this is where we look at art and how we consume art and how we see it. That's why we talk about it. And when we come to The Greatest Showman, I think it doesn't damage art. This is my arc for this entire... Yeah, it doesn't damage art. It doesn't. But, like, what you were saying about pop music, I'm generalizing what you're saying. Uh-huh. Funny enough. Yuck, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> yuck, 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 yuck. Of how, like, how pop music, it's so... Unidentifiable? And what word am I trying to Generic? Say? Generic. How people, you know... But if you have fun watching it, if it made you feel the feels, if it made you, okay. you know, it's, I think, again, and there's so many movies out there where people were like, I made it because I didn't want to, you know, mortgage my house. <laughs> I wanted it because I wanted a second beach house with a jet ski. Mm-hmm. That's why I made that movie. And to see these people want to make this movie about performing about being different how your voice no matter how the movie executed it but how your voice can be important and how your voice you know in this crazy world of art can matter I think it's I think it's something I think it's you know Keith Jackman I love you Zach Efron, <laughs> my door is unlocked. Come see me whenever you want. So I guess in conclusion, <laughs> uh, one our, last thing. I know we we don't do this, but it's going oh, one to a hundred. Oh fuck <laughs> me! What is greatest showman? Like a twenty. Really? <laughs> a twenty? That was just like bird. off the off the dome. Are I you, really don't you like stay it. With twenty, like thirty. Really? Like thirty? I'd give it a. 60, 64. Maybe, maybe 35. 64. No, no more than 45. You wouldn't, it's not 50? No. Not even close? No. No more than 45. Yeah, I can't put it. Somewhere between like 30 and and 45, I'm going to say. I'd give it a solid 64. I'm just going to say 37. 37? 37, final answer. Yeah. If you want to know why we do things 1 to 100, listen to our Ladybird review, and we'll explain why we do that. Yeah. Um, um, so, so yeah, yeah, in conclusion, art is subjective. Uh, it doesn't matter if you like it or not. <laughs> if you if you like stuff, you like stuff. The, the, see, we kind of destroyed reviewing, but like we don't review; we just discuss. Yeah, that's that's, fine. that's what we're here to do. We discuss films. If you're here still, if if someone thank else is you. listening to this, oh my thank god, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, my name is Sam Banning. Are we? We have uh, not said our names this whole podcast. Oh yeah, I'm actually uh, Andrew's brother. Uh, Philip. Now you know the secret. Yes. Now they know the sequel. Now they know. <laughs> My name is Sam Bannigan. And I'm Andrew Thomas. Uh, thanks for listening. You can find me at Sam Bannigan on uh, Twitter and Instagram and everything. And you can find me at, you know, Instagram. I'm going to delete my Twitter. I, I don't use it. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, Instagram, I we don't do Facebook. Uh, I mean, we have, we have, we Facebook, have Facebook. But, like, I maybe don't add us on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. I don't know you. Well, they know our names. Yeah. We're on... We're on iTunes now. What? Woo! Uh, no. Uh, so drop us a review on iTunes. Uh, it watching. helps us. Remember, I'm watching, no, so you better leave a don't review. Don't threaten the people. I'm not threatening. I'm just making a promise. All right. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, if if you can drop us a review on iTunes, that would be great. Uh, it's really handy just to get us more listeners and, exactly. and noticed and, and stuff. Um, we don't really want to pay for advertising, so it's all word of mouth. Uh, so tell your friends about the podcast. Exactly. Uh, we're really easy to find. We're on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Um, welcome back, Pod. Yeah, welcome back, Pod, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, everything. And if um, you make us bigger, it's just welcome back. Because everyone will be like, you listen to welcome back? Yeah, yeah eventually. Back. Yeah. Eventually, we will We will just be welcome back. Um, but for now, welcome back, Pod. <laughs> yeah, but for now. Uh, so, yeah, if, if you can do that, that would be great. Uh, we're hoping to get on Google Play soon. I gotta, I'm just, school is a bitch right yeah. now, so I gotta... It just it takes me a, a while to get things figured out. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, do you have an outro? Oh shoot! Uh, uh, um, this is the greatest show. show. Say 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 something. Else. We light it up. We won't come down. And the, the sun won't stop Thanks for listening, everybody. This beautiful voice uh, is coming from Andrew Thomas. Oh, this is the greatest show. Oh, this is the greatest show. Come on, Sam. Oh, this is the greatest show. This is the greatest show. Oh, Lord. Okay. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.